I am proud to present Ezra and Keith in Cinemush. Thank you for tuning in. They are about to smush. Are you ready? Did you do your homework? Did you do... Of did, course. Did, you did your homework. Of course. Thank you. I wouldn't be here otherwise. Thank... <laughs> you wouldn't have shown face. Cheers. You would have avoided me? Oh my god, I, just, I would have had to... We wouldn't be able to do this, are you kidding? I'm so glad, I'm so glad. Um, why'd you rewatch this movie? Um... Random vibes? You were showing a friend? Yes. Don't be so... Like, you're so annoying. Don't be so coy. I'm coy. Say, yes, I'm yes, coy. I was showing our mutual friend. I would say, okay, great. I was... Wa- <laughs> I was... So I bought a lot of movies on iTunes over the years because I never had a torrent or a... I never... Like, I could stream on, like, Movies 1, 2, 3 or, like, Pop Locker <laughs> or whatever. Or, like Put Locker? That's... <laughs> You that's mean Hot Locker, like, not Hot Locker. Like, I would watch, like in high school, that's where I would, that's how I would do illegal things with streaming. Yeah. And then, Naturally. Um, but if it wasn't streaming on Netflix or whatever, I would just buy it. Or I would rent it if it didn't meet that standard that it was worthy of buying. So I, I would love that. You just have $15. 2015, 10, 10, 25, 25. If it's like new. Oh, but that's like COVID, like at home vibes. Yeah. Oh, like that. No, it's horrible. It's a joke. I mean, that's an NYFF ticket. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's not the same value. So I have <laughs> a real motley crew of purchased I films. I want to see it all. Can you pull it up on your phone? It's over there. I can pull uh, it up. I can pull it up. No, it's fine. But it's fine. Just tell I me. I mean, there's like Alex Ross Perry. Yeah, yeah. Mia Hansen Love. There's, a, you know, <laughs> the girls, the ones with the girls. All my face. But then there's also like random things that had just come out that were only available to buy, like Bad Words, that Jason Bateman oh movie. My God, or, LOL. And then there's like, um, there's a bunch of Paul Mazursky. There's. Oh, fun. Uh, awesome. Sorry, your cat is... A lot of... Oh. Uh, what's Can we get her on cam? Pick her up. I'm trying to, but she's hiding under my feet. Okay. Here's... Sorry, girl. Here's the mic. Do you want to... Do you have anything to say? <laughs> no, you just hate it? Okay, bye. I love you. We've been accused <laughs> of so many things, and now you can add animal abuse to the list. <laughs> I scoop her up with one arm. That's, hey, ta- that's talent. You're really the only one who scoops her up. Crazy to me. Because I'm like, that's what cats are for. Especially mm, cats that are I feel desperate like it's, for your attention. It's really not what they're for. They're opposite. They're not to be touched. They're to be looked Not at. in my history. I need to pluck them up and give them kisses. Yeah. Yeah. It says a lot. Well, like, once you earn there, like, I wouldn't do it with any old cat. Of course. I do it with my sisters. You have your little emotional support. Mm-hmm. Whereas the cat I had growing up was a monster. Oh. One of those? Yeah. Yeah. That was the cat that apparently I had until I was like four. That I don't remember. Anyway. (laughs) 
<laughs> so what else do you what, well there's a certain other filmmaker that you have on there that we're talking about today yeah so i have do the right thing yeah. i have she hate me Ooh. i have a bunch of the ones that like girl six we're not <laughs> <laughs> i want to see that really bad i think it's on hbo i mean good i want to see it or maybe not madonna um and then clockers Woo! which when you first texted me i thought you yeah. were talking about um clock watchers starring tony collette oh and parker posey and alana Ubach and the other bitch yeah who wait who's uh, some, some other icon those are the only ones I really um remember. and i was like okay <laughs> actresses oh lisa kudra um that just but that just says a lot about you. But then I was like, oh, right. This movie, which I all I know about is the poster with the bo- with the dead body that looks exactly like the, the Saul Bass uh, Anatomy of a Murder. Yeah. Car- yeah. Outline. It looks almost exactly the same. It might yeah. be the same. Um, she's like, except it's black. She's lonely. Like, it's just been the <laughs> two of us all week. Like, And we all know you don't. You don't like. I have been today. I was okay. Yeah. Good. I felt bad because I left her alone for a really oh. long time, and then so I was giving her extra love. Good. Um, just, she's so desperate for it. Yeah. She said, "You are my reason to live. I need it." And of course, I just vacuumed, and now it's gonna be fucking cat hair city Oops. everywhere. Sorry, that's what it is. And this one, honestly, it surprised me that you oh, hadn't oh. seen Clockers. I've told you, I've seen. I've seen yeah. do the right thing but and fucking inside man and fucking black Klansman. That is how far I go with Spike Lee. But the clock, but clockers feels like it's of. Absolutely. And maybe, and maybe it's just what Sha says about you is just true <laughs> because it feels so of your ilk of your like totally. passions of like now of, more of now era, of an era that you. Oh really, yeah. 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 For sure. Like, I mean, cause I was like, Oh, I just was like Black Klansman. I'm not taking you seriously. Cause you didn't. <laughs> Cause are you saying you didn't engage with I don't him ha- until like um our lifetime? I saw Do the Right Thing when I was like 16. Okay. Inside Man didn't know it was him. Black Klansman. Both, both are g- fantastic. Black Klansman, nothing. Black so Klansman is mid. Yeah. It's mid. Um. It's not as bad as Chirac. It's not as bad as The Five Chirac. Bloods. The Five Bloods is is. Uh, oh right, you talked about that. But there's a lot of really. NBR best film of the year, by the way. That was that year's. Did, did you know that? NBR's best picture that year. Mm-hmm. And it's something that I was talking about with a different person the other day. It's just like film heads love recycled bullshit, and mm. it's something I've told you many times, mm. and it drives me fucking crazy. And he's guilty of that. But what oh, yeah. I love about this is why I want to talk about clockers. Hello. This it's, is the prime. It is prime. This is the middle of his really, really, really um, prolific period. He is, his style is forming. Mm. It's before he gets a little too weird for, th- for <laughs> most people where he does like Bamboozled. And, um, and Jungle Summer Fever. Summer Sam. Jungle Fever is before. Before clockers. clockers. It was 91. I was looking at, the, I looked at the order of oh, release. Yeah. It's 95. It's like after hits, after hits, after hits. And you know what? It makes sense because the thing about Clockers is it is, and rewatching it, it's messy. Like, it's it's mm-hmm. a weird one. Mm-hmm. It's not, 
And that's what I was saying. That's is like, why. But that's what I love about it. As you can probably course. imagine, it's and really, really watch it. wild. I needed you to fucking watch it because it's so. First of all, it's reality. So, our but it's friend, also TV. But it's also Greek myth. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. Yeah. And I knew that. And often that's what his, like that's what school days is to me. That's what like, absolutely Crooklyn is. Is what engaging. It's like, I know, and that's that. I mean, Crooklyn is. I almost wanted to do that, but this one feels more like, I don't own Crooklyn, and <coughs> I watched this, and I was like, Clockers. I want to like hear Clockers what Keith has to say about Clockers, and it's yeah. really ignored, which is bizarre to me because, it's, it's so of what people talk about. It's so basking yeah. in, you know, crime and, like. First of all, and I knew like that Scorsese morality. was a, yes, he was kind attached. of a mentor. D- and did you know that he was supposed to direct this? So our mutual friend told us after I re-wa- re- we rewatched it or I rewatched it that that's why. Because I was like, oh, it's him and Spike having that friendship, having that kind of mentor-mentee relationship. That's why he's an EP on it. I didn't know that, of course. He's not an EP. He's a producer. I thought he was both. Uh, no, he's not executive. He's way more on the ground. Like I mean, like he got that credit because he would had basically done all the direct the work to prep for directing it. Right, um, and that's and often then, what you see. Like when you see like a weird, famous director on as a producer, they like, often they probably were, going were to the Spielberg ones. has done that yeah, before. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, did he? Br- Olivia, Olivia. What? Come throw some kimchi on this. Oh. <laughs> um, but I wonder if he was responsible for bringing Spike Lee on. Um, uh, yes, I believe he he left the project to start prepping um, hmm. something else. I think maybe bringing out the dead because that came out the next year. Great film. Don't even look at me like that. But then he gave it to Spike and Spike rewrote the script and made and made it a spike film a joint if you will why 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 was martin scorsese ever signed on to direct well it was definitely gonna be different because i don't know what the richard price novel is i know what richard price novels are like yeah and they're very hard-boiled as we know like yes uh the night of yeah Oh, uh, wow. The Wire. Yeah. Well, I know that um, Clockers was a major input for The Wire, and you got Weebay in there. You see yeah. him? There's a few. Yeah. And he, I mean, Richard Price was heavily involved with The Wire as well. Mm-hmm. And, like... Wait, The Wire was one of his books, too? I don't know if... I don't know... But he, like... Because it's based on articles. Like, I mean, there's so much what David Simon brought to the table, what Richard Price brought to the table, what... There's a few other writers, I can't remember their names, who are, like, really at the pivotal for that. Mm. But. It is so The Wire. I mean, it's literally just season one, like, the exact operations of the drugs and the houses and, like, how exactly they do it. And And it's, and and it's great. I mean, like. power structures. And then it gets into the Spike Lee of it all where it's. It is really a crazy heightened because what makes the wire so good in a lot of ways is how closely realized and how the world feels so tied to reality 
Yeah. And you have that with this, but then you're like, it's but a then, Spike Lee movie, so it's not. It is a dream. It's a music video. It's a dream. It's Greek theater. You know, it's and, like, like you larger never really, than life. You don't know what to believe. The music. Yeah. The whole, the yeah. fucking crazy. I mean, like the the songs that have chosen a lot song. of seal. Yeah. At moments where. Yeah. A lot of times it feels mismatched where 100%. Seal will be crooning and someone's like getting the fuck beat out of them. Yeah. And you're like, gag. Yeah. Uh, but my favorite is that classic T. Blanchard, Terrence Blanchard, cr- crazy horn and strings that are just mm-hmm. when like a mom is cussing out the, the, the drug dealing boys for, for trying to like yeah. basically groom their son, her son. Um, and it's just arc shots. And giant music. I was like, this is cinema, baby. This and is what, what I'm here for. Yeah. And he will take, like, I mean, Do the Right Thing is the prime example of take, because, and I was talking about this, like, with Do the Right Thing, it's because it's set over a 24-hour period. Mm-hmm. His craziness takes on, or like his. Yes. It's high noon. Full, it takes on this really amazing quality of, like, the world feels so so big the drama the like you know the greek elevation of it and then all the little all the little very very detailed like cultural things like funny little quips which of course aren't every movie definitely in this one and something Um, that i think with a movie like clockers i think clockers is an example of one where he's like kind of in the middle like he was like on crack a little bit but he's doing crazy crazy stuff and it suffers in some ways but like like a diamond you know it makes it even more special kind of because like it's a weird it's a very strange tone and it's like i was gagged when i realized there's still an hour left i was like this much drama has been spent and we're halfway through gag and he kept it fucking rolling like it's it's weird it, it kind of in the middle it can, i feel like people could complain and say that it's like a little directionless in the middle but like it's just fucking stewing in the vibe and like i'm not mad at overindulgence yeah and it has yeah. like i mean in the one thing should we talk about the actual i mean i want to <laughs> but well because i wanted to say two things one i think the timeline and the kind of the confusing qualities that the timeline takes on throughout yeah is actually really the things that are messy, purposefully but left because, out but because things are purposefully left out but we also we don't have a 24-hour time frame but we have one crime yep. that's been committed and that is the hold on the entire free-flowing narrative that i think is really really well done and really kind of Let's the freak flag fly. Well, it, it lets it be like fragmented, but it yeah, all and, has the and, one but, thing and, to but rally it around. Co- it never completely loses touch with what it is and what it's Mm-mm. doing. And before we get into the plot, it is it's my first favorite movie ending of all time. The first time I saw the ending of a movie, and I was like, "That is unlike any." I had some so reservations about the ending. I still have questions. We'll, we'll mm. talk about it, but because. You need to talk to Wesley Morris about the ending of that. Okay, whatever. Listen. Um, Don't roll your eyes at me. (laughs) 
don't really I don't know him like that. Um, napping all day. Your your mic is so much quieter than mine. Mine is like That's at just the top. That's how I talk. And yours is your. I'm at double your sound level. It's just how I talk. <laughs> Did you do the voice cell test? Do you no, want to do it right now? Yeah. What is that? You just talk into it and it tells you if you're a mm. Chad or a voice cell. What's a voice cell? Uh, a little wimp. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Do you know what so I mean? So like a Chad or an I'm a an Chad. Incel. I'm a Chad. I'm a deep voice Chad. Okay. So, uh, here you go. You you just <laughs> speak into this. Hello, how are you doing? It's Normal me, voice. Ezra, and I'm uh, about to beat the shit out of my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're mid, so you're not quite that, a voice cell, but you're mid. That adds up. I'm a Chad, so you're 112 hertz. <laughs> I was 92. Anyway, what you, is got, you got the Chad over the here. The lower is hertz are, are high. Yeah, the lower hertz are deeper. Mm. So I was I'm deeper than you apparently. Apparently, in so many. Ben ways. is like 135 or something. <laughs> um. Anyway, what were you saying? Plot. Right. So, it's this classic sort of um. You know, the kid trying to get it together, trying to come up in the houses, which are the used to be called the Nelson Mandela houses, which are on Hoy Street in Borum Hill, which is I know that Spike Lee was. In Borum Hill for a bit. I know that. And then he was also in Fort Greene. But, like, he grew up between those two neighborhoods. Look it up. Look it up. He still lives in Fort Greene, of course, which is why he always gets the band. Yeah, all the Fort Greene is... Uh, Boop! Boop! Leave that out. (laughs) I don't have any association with that place. Stop. Everyone stop. Um, And he, like, like everyone kind of wants, wants more. He's dealing... He's on the he's on the benches, which is like you know Mackay Pfeiffer, yes, like where strike strike, um, where they're selling, and he's like Mackay, mm-hmm. spelled like Mecky. You thought his name was Mecky Pfeiffer? It's M E K H I. Yeah, Mackay. Okay, don't look at me like that's how you would pronounce that. It, like that's insane. It's not M E C K Y. It's an I. It's an H-I. So that's Makai. Okay, whatever. <laughs> so, um, Don't try. Whatever, okay? And he You're is such a under, fuck. The, under the benevolent father figureship of Delroy Lindo as Rodney, who is the... Benevolent, so you think. Exactly. But of course, like, hello, he's about his shmoney, and he will kill people to do it he just puts on a happy he's face. like he's like anybody's boss yeah your boss might be nice to he's you and like take frank, you under their wing it reminds me of the introduction of frank costello in the departed jack nicholson's character where he's like hey kid go get yourself a candy you know and, st- and yeah. stuff like that he's like how's everybody doing how's your mother and then uh, the next second he's like shooting someone in the kneecap yep um he's like listen you see that guy right there you know daryl um, he's been like he's skimming off the top, right? Isn't he like he's taking some extra money? Hundred percent. Um, and he's like, you know, you don't want to be like that. It starts out he's like, a le- and then he slowly. I love the way he slowly is like, you know, if you did want to come up like you said, you should take care of me. You know what I mean? Um, but in such a way that he leaves it. He ne- he never explicitly asks him to can. kill the guy. No, you can't. You don't want to be on record, on Mama. But also, you don't want. Makai Pfeiffer to be like I'm in this trouble because of you Yeah Yeah But anyway go ahead 
it's very clear that he's like, no, you're not taking my ass down, mama. Um, yeah, and then he, um, we see him talk to Daryl and, and address him, but and we see Daryl taunt mm-hmm. his ass and be really rude. Yeah. What about specifically? I forget. Oh, he's making fun of his. He's like, oh, you because okay. Here's another important thing: that Miss Strike oh, is yeah. a. One of our IBS heroes. He's got a major. I mean, he's got well, a. Stre- he's got, an he's ulcer. got stress tummy. He's got a fucking ulcer. He's got a stress ulcer in his stomach. Yes, and he is drinking chocolate moo only. Yoo-hoo, baby. You. So he's basically it's, a yoo-hoo. It's yoo-hoo. But it isn't. No, it's moo. It's chocolate moo. But of course, like wink, wink. But it's yoo-hoo, baby. Yeah. It's in the glass bottle. We yes. all. Come on. We all I had that the same thing. That brown water growing up. And then, did you have it? I, w- I never had a yoo-hoo, a yoo-hoo but okay. I know what they are. Because I wonder if. If my I, parents, I assume it's health. everywhere, and then I'm like, if it's health first, <laughs> yeah, no soda in the house, no crazy yeah, but shit you like get, that, no no sugary cereals growing up. You get that stuff outside. You honey get all that outside. Oats, as the, as you don't the get that in the house. Go. But the honey glazed honey bunches of oats, bitch, with the mm. they let you have that. I know, right? At Make up your mind, Marsha. Make up your mind. It's got more fiber. It's got. More nuts. Like. <laughs> All right, I'll have fruity pebbles because it has fruit in it. No, because like <laughs> at least nothing with like the mar- you know like the, the, just the candy. Yeah. Cereal. yeah. Anyway, um, and so he's like, "Oh, you can't have anything here because he, he's working. He manages a fast food place. He's like, oh, a little pussy. Ahabs like, kind of vibe. Ahabs, uh, which straight out of L.A. I don't know what the fuck that building is doing in New York City or like it would be out way down Where like the hell on the that? way to that's JFK. To be like that's not in Borum Hill. Never. Like, where? It's confusing. But the rest of it is genuinely, like, on Hoyton Smith Street. Yeah. I mean, um, have you been... I have been. I grew up... I had friends who lived exactly there. So, it's... And it's still very much there. Those houses are they very, sure are. very much there. I was looking on the maps. I was like, there they are. Hello. Smack dab in, in between Gowanus Park Slope mm-hmm. and Borum Hill Crown... Uh, Cobble Hill slash Carroll Gardens. Carroll Gardens, yeah downtown um and yeah so he like definitely kills him but we don't see it well here's the thing we don't he has it. a gun on him and He's he goes up to this guy to ready to kill him and the guy treats him like like dog dog shit, shit. Yeah. so you're like he's gonna kill him cut to who's pulling up john Turturro and harvey Keitel yeah. pulling up to the crime scene no crime that's right that's we don't see any crime committed we just see the aftermath and this is one thing i just want to point out because we don't have a lot of time because once again we have this real tiny little constraint <laughs> so girly has to like hop on her little e-bike in like well, five seconds because then we have to immediately synthesize and get really yeah really but here's one thing i want to say point. is there is only one speak I think that in present day within the film, only one gun is fired that we see is shot. We don't. And that is one of my favorite things about this movie is it's a crime movie. It's a movie about street hustlers on trying to make ends meet, trying to like caught literally Mackay Pfeiffer has this ulcer because he's caught between a rock, a hard place, a gun, the floor, jail, Everyone is dragging him from whether it's Keith David who plays mm-hmm. the kind of like the cop housing, who lives in the housing projects the housing with them police officer, yeah. and is always beating the shit out of him. Keith the mother David. of the son who he's trying to like 
indoctrinate into the street hustler life. Mm-hmm. The fucking homicide cops, Delroy Lindo, his boss, his his friends, his boys in the on the courtyard. Like mm-hmm. he is literally. And I remember when I saw this as a a tween or whatever. I was so fucking stressed out the whole time. It's I stressful. was developing the ulcer, and you really like it's one of the best things about it. Is like he's constantly drinking the YooHoo. Delroy Lindo is giving him like an antacid to drink. Yeah, he's like he's ca- he starts to cough up blood straight up, literally like, vomiting blood all over he's the place. Lit- he's just like, and Mackay Pfeiffer like in some movies he feels like like in Eight Mile Mackay Pfeiffer Pfeiffer feels like the big guy, and Rabbit Eminem is like the little scrawny thing. In this, Mackay Pfeiffer feels so small yes. and childlike in certain ways. Yeah, and you just you have like. All the powers that be just tormenting him constantly. Yeah. And like, I said this to our mutual friend and she was like, <laughs> she was like, yeah, but he's a piece of shit. And I, but I when mean, I first saw it, I was just like, I was so tied to his perspective. Like, because, okay, okay so, so now get into racist. the conceit of the, in- <laughs> get into the conceit of the entire thing. Because he then goes, before he goes to confront Daryl at Ahab's, he goes to a bar and finds his brother yeah. Isaiah Washington, mm-hmm. queer icon. Yeah, giving fag. I mean, the character isn't, but I was like, ooh. And he okay, kind so of see. he's kind of trying to instigate Isaiah Washington to do the deed for him, kill Daryl for him. Wouldn't and then, you though? Like, like yeah. you know, like and, and that's how he's trying to like say it because he's never. To he, him. It's, I'm assuming he's never killed anybody. It's, I don't. Of course, he's like he's, he's the like, hard stuff. And he's like he's like Daryl beat beats women like he's a he's a woman beater he's yep. a terrible scum guy and like appealing to because his brother is vi- as we learn more and more is a very moralistic very like i'm doing things my way i'm raising my two kids i'm working security and honoring my boss like he yep. you see these i'm putting my head down and, and working right. hard and trying to work it through the system and so isaiah washington ends up after Daryl dies by someone's hand. We assume Mackay Pfeiffer's. Which is crazy. We see him convince, so we think, Isaiah Washington to take the fall. So Isaiah Washington gets a, goes and turns himself in for well, the murder yeah, of Daryl. You see a silent uh, a conversation behind a Nothing. windshield where you see them talking Beautiful. after the, it's happened. And, and um, then Isaiah Washington turns himself in and, and says pleads it's, it claims self-defense. Yes. Yeah. This movie, I've, one thing I had not That's remembered. That's honestly... I'm going to put myself on blast right now. Yes. I wasn't, mm. I didn't fully clock that he was trying to get him to do it at the bar. Oh. And so honestly, it's only hitting right now that he did actually do it. I thought Mackay Pfeiffer killed him in the end. Yeah. And got away with it. And, and I, I was like, wow, it's crazy. This movie's about getting away with the murder, which it still is. Yeah. But, um, it's changes things. And what, because okay, so, then it is true. All the stuff that we saw uh, is true. The mom wasn't lying. Okay. You killed me with this today because I really have a lot to fucking say for the first time in a while. I mm-hmm. mean, I have a lot to say about AI, too. You have. The clock is ticking, bitch. <laughs> I, my shift is starting. I want to say. So <laughs> I think minutes. because this movie has that spike energy, mm. it's very easy for people, myself included, to ignore the narrative work he is doing it's complex and it's complex it's and, and just I, I was i lost my way i bit. think i when i first saw it again like i didn't 
think of Makai Pfeiffer as a piece of shit because no. what I missed that first time was I didn't see the groundwork for him urging his brother to I saw him urging his brother to do the murder, but then it was like his brother wasn't gonna do it. He laughed in his face. Right. So then I didn't see the shot you're talking about of him supposed seemingly talking coercing in, his brother and talking being talking like, Hey, I'm a hustler. They are all out to get me. You're I an upstanding citizen. Yep. You can plead self defense. They might believe you. There's no chance they'll believe me. So I missed that the first time. So there was no world in which I was gonna believe that Mackay Pfeiffer wasn't anything except a victim of all these circumstances that were dragging him across the fucking concrete. Mm -hmm. And I then after Isaiah Washington turns himself in, there are these flashbacks to him at his jobs, defending his workplace, standing up for his bosses, trying to be a mediator between foreign businesses Foreign as in and being taunted out, over outsiders over over of again. the neighborhood starting businesses in the neighborhood mm -hmm. and he is the self-described but yep. also described by his bosses communicator to the neighborhood but the kind of liaison between you know whether it's his Asian American boss his Hispanic boss in here which was clocking is and they all selling all the drugs. people especially the people of the neighborhood treat him like shit yeah, of course spit proverbially spit in mm -hmm. his face and so when makai pfeiffer comes to him sprinkled throughout the film it really is a crazy without any real explanation except that like it's a part of harvey keitel trying to uncover what really happened here why is this guy who you know harvey keitel is one of spike lee's like good cops yeah. or good you know, he'll good, good, good white presence. He's like, good R, yeah. he's like kind of like Sal in do the right thing in mm. the ways that like, he's not John Turturro in do the right thing. He's not, <laughs> he's not John Turturro in Clockers. In Clockers, <laughs> right. Who like just is just a lazy cop. Doesn't give a fuck. Like doesn't give a fuck about anybody. And like, really like they're doing this to themselves. Yeah. Fuck them. Yeah. And yeah. says the most horrible slurs. Some nasty things. Horrible things. I love Harvey, it when they Harvey have Keitel does too. In the office and they yeah. keep being like, sorry. The, lute like, the lieutenant. Stop saying that shit. The, the lieutenant. lieutenant. <laughs> but so Harvey Keitel is trying to like. These fucking yo's. <laughs> and he's like, stop it with this yo shit. Right. I think is what he says. Yeah. Well, Harvey Keitel, he's like, his Harvey Keitel's character's name is Rocco Klein. Rocco Klein. And at one point. Like, or someone is like, what are you, Italian, Jewish? What the fuck are Figure you? Figure it out. And he's what like, I'm from the I'm from ancient the black Israel, black Israelite. Nation of yo's. Of, of the of yo. The people, the yo's. But so he's trying to, Harvey Keitel is trying to uncover what happened, trying to prove that Mackay Pfeiffer did it, that Isaiah Washington didn't do it. Mm -hmm. And it, what, what comes mm. across throughout is, first of all, it is one of the, it, I forgot, and I don't think I realized the first time or two I watched it, how gorgeous it is. It's beautiful. It's one of the most okay. beautiful shot movies. I, I want to talk about that too. The, yeah. Like, the the black exploitation grain and the and the high contrast blown out whites, like it looks like a '90s music video. I wonder if they were changing stocks, like if they, they were using okay, different. They stocks. were. They yeah. were. And different film stocks it, for the flashbacks. They would use. I don't know, I mean, who knows, but something more cool, like with like the white balance off where it's yeah. more blue yeah, and shit like that. And then in really the contrasty one. Gritty yeah. gang flashbacks, they use like maybe like a 16 millimeter kind of like yellowy looking. Yeah. Yeah. It is gorgeous. And the shots, the 
like in the in a different person again we talk about this with ai like this film and not scorsese's hands but in a different filmmaker's hands is so much less yeah. you can see the ways in which yeah. it would just be more run of the mill it would mm-hmm. it could still be good it could still and be solid but the, like it's, it's so the character rich details too uh like the trains okay i need to talk about the, the fucking trains, trains before you oh, leave. oh i get chills Mackay Pfeiffer's obsession with trains. He spends his money on the most gorgeous, expensive, Bobby Bacala style mm-hmm. train set. <laughs> and what the ending that I'm going to spoil because it doesn't now, spoil what happened. Now it hits for me. Because it's another thing that is teased like the Isaiah Washington no. stuff. Just that teased was, throughout. I mean, the actual, like, the train footage is at the end is stunning, breathtaking. I was like, and it makes me cry every time. I bet. It makes me cry because Mackay Pfeiffer leaves. He leaves Brooklyn. Well, he's like, he has to go. Actually allowed to by Del Rolando. I mean, Del uh, Rolando is going to fucking well, kill him. Rocco's like, basically, if you stay, you're going to probably die of your ulcer if I haven't put you under the jail, if Del Rolando hasn't killed you. All the powers that be that are making your life a literal nightmare mm-hmm. where like you've got all when, the devils, all the demons. Can we talk about how this con, like <laughs> so the, mm-hmm. the filmmaking in that last run is, goes really, it really goes crazy. crazy. It goes well, crazy. He does the classic Spike Lee platform gimbal gal- dolly thing, which and, he loves to do. And it, do- it goes into does a, it a one day thing. He does it a lot, a lot. A- and then in every different direction, um, well, so basically, the kid that he's kind of grooming ends up stealing his gun and shooting this other kind of like storied gang guy killer who's now like big time crackhead. Errol. Heroin. That's right. He's Errol. 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 And but it's heroin. And heroin. It's, it's in his arm. And he has HIV. Yes. I know homosexual. I think that's how he pronounces it. That really got but me. But I think, and that's the only time a gun goes off is when the kid when kills the kid Errol. Because there is a time that goes a gun goes off in a flashback. Yes, but not and in all the present of, of, day. Like of uh, the different people being in, in that same like yeah. shooting Daryl. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then of course like Harvey Keitel is riding on the platform sideways with the kid. Like he's in everyone's head. <laughs> yeah. He's like in all the flashbacks, talking to the camera. Like yeah, yeah. hey, that that shit was crazy. And so Mackay Pfeiffer puts on this red button up cowboy esque shirt up. And, and then, then the little you have kids got, wearing the same fucking shirt. You've still got shirt. like 35 minutes left. And it kind of becomes this 24-hour hellscape yes. of Mackay Pfeiffer packed and ready to go. And then just being Escaping. dragged yeah. again from all angles <laughs> by all these powers that be that are really out to destroy him. His friends are kicking him. His friends. Blaming him for... He's coughing up with blood the cops and then his friend, he's the reason that Rodney Delroy Lindo gets gets taken. And it's like, oh, your stomach's so messed and up because you're using drugs. And then the pressuring him by basically spreading the rumor that he did no, tip him off. They frame him. Which is like, they, damn, they that's frame fucked him. up because like, he, he could get killed for that. They frame him. Crazy. And then, but you get after that final 30 minutes of the peak of when, the nightmare. And then and then it gets revealed that of because uh, Mama tells the story about um, Isaiah Washington, really like, yeah, coming home and throwing up all night and, and confessing to her and, and being so freaked out that he killed someone. And then Harvey Keitel gives his corny speech mm-hmm. as he's taking Mackay Pfeiffer to leave to be free. Yeah, and 
he gets on the he's like do you want me to take you to port authority and he's like penn station mm-hmm. it's like same difference just you know it's right whatever yuck mm-hmm. but not saying he gets on the train said, give me give me give me the am train give me the give me the am track mama and he gets on the train and he goes out west it's yeah it looks he like goes out colorado west. no he goes out and with that sunset he looks so happy and serene yeah and at peace but it's bitter too because that's of course while he's on the train but that will end and then what will he do i don't i don't see that's the thing is i don't think but like it's that tied to any sense it doesn't bring that in in the movie at all it totally ends on a moment of complete transcendence he's in like an otherworldly kind of space yeah 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 and I but think I just worry about the I'm like, and what are you going to do when you get there? And sis? you get two beautiful endings, right? Isaiah Washington is united, with, united his with his kids family. and family and is the archetype of he can be that strong family, hardworking figure. But Makai Pfeiffer's character doesn't get killed. His street hustler lifestyle has its payoff. And the most mm. beautiful thing about this movie is Spike gives each of them their ha- their own unique happy endings that they deserve that are earned that i mean should isaiah washington have gotten out of jail for killing that guy on self right. defense probably not but you know what and yet and yet he he's making his own it. he's being bold he's being quentin he's rewriting history i'll he's, hear the argument he's you know what i mean he's like he's intervening and it's like what about he's laid out all the greatness of this character mm-hmm and it outweighs it might outweigh that one moment of yeah. letting the anger boil over well in a way he's he's giving he's showing he's like give he's out, he's re- absolving and accepting people who have killed out of um a desperate situation yeah and and essentially like what else are you supposed to do when and just that dichotomy that i think especially at that time and to this day of like the presentation of you know you have to be the perfect black man. Mm-hmm. You have to do everything perfectly. You can never, ever, like the Jackie Robinson, if mm. you make one mistake, you're yeah. done. Yeah. Versus, you know, especially in movies of that time, even like, you know, Menace to Society, Belly, like these movies of street life, street death. Yeah. Mackay Pfeiffer gets to survive and go to his happy but place. It, unlike those films, it completely includes every part of that system and like the portrayal yes. of the, the detectives and no, the way they talk about another one a hundred percent a hundred percent and you'll see and, and like that exists in other about movies his, the dead body and like but you really deal with the dead body in it too it's really gross but like, the humanity what i'm saying is like the isaiah washington character gets to make a mistake and yeah. come back from mm-hmm. it and the Mackay Pfeiffer character normally gets to survive those things it's like the rule of the streets like a western right like you have to die exactly yeah and the, and i think the humanity he gives to those two characters and everything else in that movie that we've talked about. And there's so much more. And it's really like, I'm so glad you watched it. And I'm really, really grateful that you watched it. You I squeezed it, it in last night. And I, I just had a feeling you would. Yeah. I just had a feeling. It's really unique. Yeah. It's so, I, it's, and also just like so infectious in its texture yes. and rhythm. Like, yes. like, like the early, the, like the only other early spike that I've seen, which do the right thing. Very similar. Which just is the like best one. Which punchy, is the best colorful. One. Re- melodramatic like giant stakes swirling camera mm-hmm. very fun yeah yeah but like heavy yeah and all over the place this one was like okay he's cooking he's, he's cooking with gas 
<laughs> he, he has some money. He has some freedom. Yeah. All right, guys. What's time the, for Keith. Wh- well, what's whoa, the whoa, last? Whoa. No, holy. Give me something. Give me something. Um. Well, first of all, there's only one bike left. Oh God, I hope someone takes it. I will end my life. Let me just see that with the ETA here. Um. I think. Speak. I've often said on this podcast and I say in my life about how moving movie endings, TV show endings can undo the beautiful work of like, I always go back to the Watchmen show of like (laughs) this beautiful world was constructed. We're not going to argue about it. But then in my mind, the ending ruined it. I think clockers, when I saw it, I was like, this movie is so much. And then I, and then the ending hit and I felt serenity i felt this like the status of like when a movie has because i think a movie should be allowed to be messy like we talk about like i think something we agree about in different ways is like mess grit feeling like the kind of not polished aspects of filmmaking is Mm -hmm. so can be so beautiful Mm -hmm. and i think spike lee is a great example of that so having his then seeing a director who especially in my teen years i was obsessed with seeing him end it in this place where I was like, no matter the mess where you, I think it matters so much with movies where you leave people. Yeah. And I think like, I'm of course. like, um, cause that's what stays in your mind. Portrait forever. of a lady on fire. Uh. It's not a perfect <laughs> movie, but it's a movie. And I think of it cause it's a movie that I just saw where the ending is amazing. Yeah. And clockers was, that's why I say it's the first great movie ending. I think I ever really experienced. Oh, wow. Yeah. And mine was Taxi Driver. Come on. That I mean, ended. I, it just didn't do it. <laughs> it's well, because it's it, special, but it's, it, that's you my, know what I mean? That's it's, my favorite yeah, flavor. Course, I like course. that taste that it leaves. I'm not going to negate. Dad, my dad also, my dad hates it. So, and I'm just, he, I just think endings are really hard, but if you can leave, make a mess, make a beautiful mess and leave on a note well it shows that it wasn't also messy it's yeah, yeah. It, and i just think that final taste really matters that's mm-hmm. left in the mouth of or whatever of the of the viewer yeah and it's I think tough really i feel matters. like sometimes a swing towards some kind of overwhelming redemption can feel like unearned yes but it 100%. definitely feels earned in this one exactly yeah and i think it it has to be the the right note for what you've experienced right and i think that's what it is with this yeah Okay. Love Another you. crazy short review recap episode. Apparently, this is what we do now. Cinema. Cinema.